Well, I mean, I, we got a long way to go. We don't have right 50% of the game plan in when it comes to what we're doing. So, I mean, I, I like the enthusiasm, but that's to be expected. You know, they've they've had a couple of weeks they've been pushing through practice, and um, this one they're obviously more excited for, and I'm sure that's 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 going both ways. Did you know that uh, Notre Dame has held its previous 16 opponents, including Clemson, to 30 points or fewer? Really? That's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Now, why Now, why does that matter besides the obvious question? I'm asking you, and then I'll follow up. Go ahead. Why does 30, um, why does 30 matter? Well, because – well, I don't know. First of all, it just shows good defense. I mean, you're not letting teams get – more than 30 points on you, especially – and for the most part, you're kind of like, yeah, you look at Clemson's schedule – or Notre Dame's schedule, and you're like, well, I don't know. But against Clemson, that's impressive. And just to do that, that consistently, I think is impressive. Because uh, w- when I remember that that Cotton Bowl game, Clemson, Clemson beat the – just beat the shit out of Notre Dame. And they did. Yeah. I mean, 27 points, four touchdowns, that's a lot. But one reason why that's so important, too – is that Notre Dame is six and twenty-three under Brian Kelly when giving up thirty points or more? So there's a lot of that, that thirty-point number is substantial for a lot of different reasons. Um, I think that for for the dogs, getting to thirty at home shouldn't really be asking that much. Um, and and oh, it just yeah. shows statistically here, you know, out of about thirty games, Notre Dame can only squeeze out so many of those games when the other team scores thirty. The caveat to that, though, is that Notre Dame has really scored a lot here lately, and um, their quarterback is quite good. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think Matt and I talked about this yesterday. He's definitely an upgrade from what Georgia saw a couple of years ago. I mean, Brandon Wimbush could make plays with his feet, but not nearly as much with his arm. Uh, Ian Book can do both and do it pretty well. Here's one issue, I think, for me. Is that if you're Notre Dame, you're so reliant on the quarterback, and he he has done a heck of a job this season. I mean, if you just look at, at statistically what's going on now, that you know Notre Dame has only played two games, so we're we're at game four, but Notre Dame's only played two games this season. But if you look statistically at what their situation is individually. If I'm not mistaken, he's their leading passer and leading rusher. I don't he know. is their leading rusher. That's not where you really want to be. It's, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, especially against a team like Georgia. I mean, against Georgia, you you have to be able to establish the run, and and that's uh, more than just with your quarterback. You know, you got to be able to run the ball with running backs, and you got to be able to do it relatively effectively. Well, if George makes you one dimensional, which they, is their goal at all times. Right. That you, I mean, it is very hard to win. Ian Book, again, he's 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 one of the better players in college football. Frankly, he's averaging almost two hundred and seventy six yard, two hundred seventy seven yards a game throwing it. Six touchdowns, no interceptions yet. Very good efficiency numbers. Um, in terms of running the ball, he's right. He's he has the most gained of the team. Of course, he has sack yardage as well. But he has gained, he averages about 64 yards a game. I just wonder, bro, here's the thing for me with this game. 
if if you're not going to be able to run through the tackles in between the tackles against Georgia, LSU, Alabama, um, Clemson, uh, etc., these teams are too fast to the edge. And if I were Notre Dame, I would very seriously consider doing misdirection, screens, draws. I don't know how much that's in their game plan or in their repertoire. But Ian Book, if he runs all through Georgia, will have been he will be the best kept secret in college football because they haven't really played a big game yet this season, obviously only playing two. Now the Louisville game was well watched, but I don't know that you know, it was a, a overwhelmingly well watched. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's running for almost triple what he typically does, Ian Book, and, in, a, in a game. He's typically somewhere around 25 yards a carry. He's getting up to the 70 area. So he's he's more than double, almost triple where he typically is running the ball. Of course, Notre Dame lost their leading rusher at the during the Louisville game. I... I Dude, it's just you're asking that kid, that one kid, to do a lot. And there was a post today, Dylan, on the message board on dog post, dawgpost.com. You know, would you rather Jake Fromm, if you were someone trying to deal with Georgia, would you try to take out Jake Fromm or would you try to take out the run game? Well, you would try to make Jake Fromm beat you because he's one person. If Notre Dame doesn't get production out of these other backs they're not just going to get lose they're going to get beat pretty solidly yeah and to, to go back to um you know take out the run game or take out jake Fromm, uh, i think it's definitely you got to make jake Fromm beat you on his own like you said it's one person and when teams have done that in the past it's it, i mean and it's not a knock on jake Fromm at all that's a hard job to do yeah but i mean it, it typically georgia struggles in those games you look at lsu um, where Georgia wasn't necessarily struggling to run the ball. They just kind of stopped running the ball. Well, that, was, um, that was senseless. And then against, you know, like the Texas, when, what, DeAndre Swift finished the game with something around 12 yards and two fumbles. I mean, it, it Jake Fromm struggles in those games, and, and, you know, rightfully so. Once again, it's not a knock on Jake Fromm. That's just how football works. If you – force them to pass and win through that, it is very difficult to win. Here's the other sort of red flag for, for Notre Dame. Th- this is actually more concerning, I think, than anything else. They're, they're giving up 230 yards a game on the ground. And they're doing that. Uh, and, Go ahead. And Brian Kelly mentioned that. It's been yeah. some big runs, too, against New Mexico State. I think they, they gave up like a 66-yard run and maybe a 40-some-yard run. He's worried about the explosive <laughs> plays. I will correct you. They played New Mexico the the, oh, the 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 biggest worry i mean when you look at comparative statistics and and people say well you know you can do whatever you want with statistics and yeah okay but when they're this glaring um i i just i think you got a problem if you're Notre Dame on the ground and you know what Georgia wants to do here man i mean like the more i look at this stuff the more convinced i am that Georgia wins this game for sure and the question is how bad, um, and and it's 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 not being a homer. It's just looking at the thing. I mean, they're not even giving up touchdowns on the ground, Georgia. They haven't. I don't think they're they're allowing sixty one yards a game on the ground. Notre Dame is giving up two hundred and thirty a, a, a game, 
to a team, bro, that is averaging 200 and almost 90 yards on the ground. Notre Dame, Dylan, Notre Dame is averaging 231 yards a game on the ground that they're giving up in defense. Georgia has not even given up 185 yards on the ground yet in three games total. I mean, and I mean, I would be surprised if it comes in this game too, because once again, you just look at the the rushing production of Notre Dame. I mean, it's just not nearly what it really needs to be against a team like Georgia. We'll see. I mean, they're they're going for 194 a game. Uh, the Irish. I mean, I'm not trying to shit all over them. I actually think that they are not a bad team. And listen, man, if you if they win, if they pull an upset here, I mean, they're a 14, 13 and a half, 14 point dog. That's a pretty significant number to be down in terms of percentages. That would mean that you're somewhere between, and you know, you don't take this stuff so seriously, but you're about an 84, 85% chance you should lose if you're a two touchdown dog. So, we saw Texas upset Georgia as a two-touchdown dog. That means for about the next eight times Georgia's a two-touchdown favorite, they'll probably win. So we'll see. You know, that doesn't – you know, they still have a chance to win the game, obviously. 15% is not abnormally low. It's just not ideal for a top-10 team to come to – to expect to win, I guess you could say. I'm trying to get back to book – here in his um, run game. So he's attempted more rushes. Now, some of these are sats again, sacks, but he's attempted more rushes than anyone else on their team. Let's just say a few of these are sacks. I mean, that just means that, you know, he's right on top of 50% with everybody else. I mean, he's he's either their leading rusher or second leading rusher by carries. I am skeptical that this will be a good strategy. I don't know. That, that's fair to be skeptical about. I mean, I'd say very. Um, I mean, especially just looking at the guys that Georgia has on the edge and, and up the middle as well. I mean, that it, it's just it's going to be tough to have a rushing attack led by a quarterback, right? And against a team like Georgia, or I mean, any. Any team like Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, I mean, anyone that's like, if your best rusher is your quarterback, that's going to be an issue. So Clemson has Trevor and two very good wide receivers. They have a very good running back. They're balanced. They have, you know, they have four players that can hurt you at any moment. You look at Alabama. I think their running backs are not as good as their receivers in the passing game, but they have running backs. They have wideouts. They have. You know, they have that stuff. They have the gear. Uh, you look at uh, LSU, um, you know, just uh, finally with a quarterback and, and all, all this stuff, man. Notre Dame, they're so dependent on this one kid. It's it's not an ideal spot to be in. That's, Dep- that's, that's dependency. Dependency anywhere in life, especially in football, is not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, like, like honestly, like, like if you ever had to say, if you ever have to use that word, then you are in a shitty situation. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be with, you know, your lover. It could be mm-hmm. school. It could be, I don't know, anything. Drugs. Dependency is not good in anything. 
no. especially on one player. But now look, man, here's the, here's the other thing about Notre Dame. Let's say they pull this upset, okay? There's not a lot in their way to the playoff. They're not No, playing. I mean they would they do not play Clemson this year. They play Clemson. They host Clemson next year. They do not play Clemson this year. Um, and and from here on out, it becomes pretty manageable. In fact, I think they should win the rest of their games. Let's just go through the, what their situation is real quick. If I can get to it, uh, there's you know their game against Virginia is probably a, a halfway legitimate game. So they've got that one there. That's a ranked team. Bowling Green unranked. USC unranked. Uh, Michigan, they go to Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. So that'll be a little bit tricky. Uh, and then, no, but they should, I think they should probably win that game. Watching Michigan struggle and kind of kick the ball with their left foot half the time. Virginia Tech, Duke, uh, Navy, Boston College, and then Syracuse. So to everyone listening at home, uh, obviously Notre Dame plays a modified ACC schedule. But they're not, and that's it's the worst league in the in the country right now. They play the second best team, I guess, in Virginia in the ACC. Uh, they do not deal with Clemson, obviously. They do not play in, in a championship game. Uh, they also have to deal with SC and Stanford every single year. And then uh, they they've got Michigan and Georgia, uh, so called out of conference. Those are not common games for them. But dude, do you see them losing? Which of these rest of these games would they lose? Michigan, I guess. Michigan. I mean, that's the only one you could I could think of. At Michigan, you said. I'm I trying think? to. I want to. Uh, I want to double check that before I make certain. But I, I just was looking at this, and I'm I'm going, hey, you know, where are they going to lose from here on out? I mean, the only one you could think of is Michigan, but unless they really just dropped a ball against someone like you know Virginia. You can't just bullshit that game, but that should no. be a game you win. If you're no, not but they have six more home games, man. And they, they're 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 only there are two. They got then their road tests are legit. The way I would put it, I mean, at Louisville, not ideal. But then you got Georgia at Michigan, at Duke, and at Stanford. You know, those are not. I mean, that's as tough as Georgia plays on the road, essentially. I mean, you swap out Auburn and Tennessee for for Georgia and Michigan, and that's legit. But they're not going to lose to Duke. They won't – I mean, the Michigan game will probably be on Fox, uh, and, and I, I don't think they'll want to play a night game, but Fox may force it on them. So all the rest of their games – I mean, Notre Dame plays right now only two night games, this game and the Southern Cal game on NBC – um, but they've got seven home games. I don't see a lot in their way. I know we're talking a lot about Notre Dame here, but but this that's what this game is really important. I mean, can they lose and still get into the playoff? Can they? This game is more important for Notre Dame than it is Georgia. But if you're Georgia and you lose this game, all of your margin for error is gone. Gone. Yeah, hundred percent. Is that um, does Notre Dame have to win this game to get to the playoff? I don't think they're guaranteed anything if they um, lose this game, for sure. I mean, if they win out, I don't think they're guaranteed a spot. If Georgia lost this game and won out, I think they would be guaranteed a spot. Um, Notre Dame, I don't think so as much. I think it's all – it becomes very dependent on what happens. You know, would they let Notre Dame a one-loss Notre Dame team in over maybe a two-loss Big 12 champion? 
it comes down to you know a question like that, well, and I that's mean, if there is a. It's, a two-loss Big 12 champion. It's all predicated on, from that stage, what Georgia does in, in, you know, for Notre Dame. If You can explain away losses pretty quick, frankly. Um, you know, Clemson has lost some games that make no sense, and they've gotten to the playoff. When you look at uh, the – whenever, you know, Alabama was thoroughly dominated – in 2017 at Auburn, that that loss was basically explained away too. So we can you can always explain away losses. I think to me they have an opportunity still, even with a loss, to get there. But they need the rest of the world to collapse. And you just kind of look around and you say, well, this is a schedule that you can help make the world collapse. I mean, you could lose to Georgia, beat Michigan, who was the favorite to win the Big Ten. And then you'd have a win over the Big Ten champion. In theory, you could. I mean, you're not going to have a, 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 a. You will not play the ACC's best team in, in Clemson, but you'll say, hey, you know, we played SC. SC is one of the best teams in, in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is a disaster anyway. So I think I think they still have a shot, but and, and part of that's because it's so early in the season. But they would need both of these teams need the other team to play well from here on out. And I think to me. Both teams combined losses at the end of the year. It would surprise me if at the end of the regular season they would have four total losses, and that's with the one game against one another included. These these are solid teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that would be surprising too. I wouldn't predict that at all. All right, other other issues. I mean, this is this this Notre Dame team really exploded last week on on uh, New Mexico. Uh, but again, that yeah, but, my, my only question is, you know, you're you're getting this one thing on. Uh, it, it's it's the quarterback. I mean, is he that good? I think he's pretty good. No, I, I don't think that's the issue. I think he's really good, even. Um, but he's not. I mean that that the word that in this case is always so um is very variable on the situation yeah. and you know he's not a he's not a Vince Young like quarterback who with your leg can take over an entire game or you know I don't know a uh, Lamar Jackson in that sense as well but you know he's a very good quarterback and he's going to be an issue for Georgia but he can't once again it just comes back to the word dependent He's not a quarterback you can be completely reliant on and dependent on. I, I can't get out of my brain. I mean, I knew Clemson would beat the shit out of him, but uh, it was it's hard for me to remove watching that game and applying it here. I mean, that game... Absolutely, and, that, and, and that's what Vegas is doing as well. Yeah, and maybe it's an overreaction. I mean, I think that's something that we always have to consider is... Um, you know, are we overdoing any particular thing? But when you look at what happened last season, I mean, he he had, he was a fifty percent passer that day, one hundred and sixty yards in a, in a in a pick, which is not the end of the world. I mean, if if Jake Fromm had a fifty percent day and a pick, Georgia could still win the game, but they they couldn't run it. Um, Clemson just really slowed them down slash stopped them. I think the Notre Dame only they didn't even have uh, two hundred fifty yards total offense. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence out yardaged them. So I, I just, I don't know. 
Um, and then Clemson was good on the ground last year. They weren't great. They had 200 yards against Notre Dame, man, on the ground. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, this, 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 and bro, you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you can have an off day and be okay if you're a run team. If you have an off day and you're a throwing it guy, you know, you could have some problems. I've seen that over time. But anyway, all right, Dean Luggy, Matt, Matt DeBerry, Dean Luggy and Dylan Weber, go to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. We'll catch you tomorrow, Dylan, over on the website.